Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 of Tuesdays with Perry. I didn't think we were going to get a um, an episode in tonight, but we are going to try. Well, what are we going to be talking about tonight? Well, what do you think? Um, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy has been ousted as House Speaker for the Republican Party. Uh, the New York Post is reporting uh, that it's thrusting Congress into chaos. So that also means that the House braces for fight over Ukraine aid amid other funding priorities now that Kevin McCarthy is ousted. Also, we're going to talk about Merrick Garland, uh, the fact that he was on 60 Minutes saying that what he's doing to President Trump isn't partisan and he'll prove it. Um, but we know it is partisan because the myriad of cases against him says it so. Not only that, but they're trying to, the Democrats are trying to take him off the ballot in several states. Um, also, I might want to touch on pro-Russian politician wins Slovakia's parliamentary election. And Matt Gates obviously is at the center of the removal of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker up. Uh, and that's what they bargained for when they elected him. They said only one, it's only gonna take one vote to vacate uh, the House chairmanship. Also, I wanna to touch a little bit on the fact that Jamal, Representative Jamal Bowman uh, pulled the fire alarm to delay uh, the vote on the continuing resolution. And we're gonna talk a little bit about how much Dianne Feinstein or her husband was worth and how exactly did they get all that money. So let's see if we can't get uh, Perry on the line uh, right now. Hello. Hey, Perry. How's it going, my friend? <laughs> Rudy, I'll tell you what. The only thing missing from my day is a delicious cigar matched with a beautiful adult beverage. Oh, the only that... thing missing because I'm on the phone with you. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I actually had a Perdomo earlier in the day, taking advantage of the nice weather we're having up here in the Northeast. So some of the stories we're going to be talking about, obviously, is the fact that Kevin McCarthy got ousted as House Speaker. Um, and the mainstream media is saying that it threw Congress into chaos. I don't know. I saw the votes and the subsequent adjournment. It didn't really look like chaos. Also, we're going to talk about Merrick Garland saying that he denies that charges against Donald Trump are linked to the 2024 presidential campaign. And also some things that we didn't really talk about uh, earlier that I'd like to talk about is Slovakia's uh, new president uh, and their parliament uh, turned pro-Russian in a recent election there. And we'll obviously talk a little bit about your man in Florida, uh, Matt Gates. And also, if you didn't hear, Representative Jamal Bauman, who is a socialist, uh, actually pulled the fire alarm uh, during the CR vote there. And we'll talk a little bit about Dianne Feinstein's net worth or her husband's net worth and, um, and the overall aid to Ukraine and how it might be affected by the ouster of Kevin McCarthy. So first off, uh, my wife didn't like it. Um, what do you think of them ousting Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker with a only one vote needed to vacate? Well, on the surface, 
I agree with your wife. It is not something kind of like airing, you know, your family's dirty laundry out to the public. Um, I don't like the fact that it came to that. But now that we're here, let's deal with the issue as it exists. Matt Gates is a Trumpian. He is probably more upset with what is going on in Washington, D.C. than even you or I, and that's saying a mouthful. Um, he is a real firebrand. They've tried to oust him from office with the bullshit charges they tried to bring up against him two years ago. Yeah. We won't go into that today. <laughs> child, okay. child, child trafficking. Uh, he bought a plane ticket for somebody apparently uh, that was underage that he was having sex with, but he didn't know she was underage, so there's no real case. Right. Right. And, and well, like I said, I digress. We're not going to go into that tonight. We can yeah. talk about that some other time. If one of your other listeners says, oh, well, what about Gates? Well, yeah. then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, but, don't, I um, don't think it's worth getting into. It's another I trumped up I charges. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, as far as, as the actions that took place today, I was mildly surprised by it. But... Um, I'm okay with it because I think as I've said before on your show, and we have discussed this amongst ourselves off mic in, in, in years past, I was never too sure about McCarthy. Um, I really always saw verbal uh, politician index finger and sticks it up in the wind to see which way it's blowing. I will say that since Trump, he has definitely, at least on appearance, become one of us. And he was doing a lot of the things that we wanted to see done. Um, the problem there is you have individual uh, members like Gates who see the danger. I mean, this is an existential uh, threat existential. to our country. Existential. Thank you. I'm a little. You already know I'm on five hours sleep, and I've been. I was in '88. No, no worries. So. I, I found it terribly hard to pronounce practically anything when uh, I'm <laughs> recording myself. So, um, mis misspeaking is always allowed on on this program. Um, Fortunately, that's one of the beautiful things about it, amongst <laughs> others. But anyway, um, he sees the spending of money that we don't have, that our children won't have, that our grandchildren and great-great-great-grandchildren won't have, the continuing spending of money that no generation in the foreseeable future will have as an existential threat to our nation. And it is. They are debasing, and, and again, you and I have talked about this before. Right. They're debasing the currency on purpose. The coming disaster, financial disaster or meltdown is probably probably within weeks, certainly within months of happening. I, I predicted it would happen before December. Well, we'll see if I turn out to be right about that. Well, market, um, market watch I, happened I, uh, market watch happened to report that October is an extremely volatile month for the stock market. So we'll see what happens. Historically speaking, that's yeah. right. And, and um, I just, I really, I, I really think that's what this, this um, movement within the um, caucus is all about. It's about taking the threat to our country 
from a financial aspect very seriously because, as you and I have said repeatedly over the the year that I, I have been given this soapbox to stand on, our dollar is the coin of the realm. It's very soon it's not going to be. And the average Joe Schmo isn't going to even be able to afford a six-pack, let alone uh, meat and potatoes to go into the sack with it. And when that happens, the government isn't going to have the means to take care of people. I think you said on your one of your previous shows of, of last week that uh, when your father bought your family's first house, he was able to pay 50% of his after-tax income towards his mortgage. For our generation, it was 25% or less. Right. Now, the generation behind ours, housing has become unattainable. Yeah. At least owning your own house. Yeah. It, it, it has gotten to the point where you have to have anywhere between a 10 and a 20% down payment. <clears throat> and, and I'm not talking about for an FHA. I'm just talking about for a standard bank mortgage. You got to have at least 10% down. You're paying a 7% to eight and a quarter percent interest rate on a $400,000 home. Yeah. Well, who can afford that? Yeah, no one. Yeah. And, and so this is what gate, Gates has been trying to say, and, you know, he's been met at a brick wall by the country club Republicans. So he said, okay, I've had enough. You're out. And so that's what it is. Yeah, I think I think the linchpin to all of this is really the war in Ukraine. It it seems that um, this is a non-starter for the establishment. They want this war in Ukraine. And if you're against it, you're, uh, I guess, by default, um, uh, 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 a Russian stooge, um, but the fact is, we're sending billions and billions of dollars of, of military equipment and money to Ukraine, and none of it's being audited or being accounted for. And we see the weapons ending up on the black market in the hands right. of cartel members on the Mexican border. Not to mention in every other uh, uh, corner of the world, whatever fighting group turns up with these American-made well, weapons. Well, how how about this? How about back in the hands of our potential enemies like the Ayatollahs, mm-hmm. uh, Putin, mm-hmm. and Xi, yeah. so that they can they can reverse engineer yeah. our product and know exactly how to take it out. And and I know we weren't going to to uh, to touch on this, but um, you know one thing that annoyed the fuck out of me last week uh, playing back because I didn't have time to watch it when it happened. Playing back the second. Republican debate. You know, I, I will give her this much. Nikki had a lot of good answers, but every time she opened her mouth, she channeled Hilda Beast Clinton. Yeah. Her voice was like, I'm telling you, it was like nails on a chalkboard for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Now, all I could think about was shut the hell up, you traitorous bitch. You want more Americans to die because you're willing to send our boys and girls to fight a war that nobody wants. To yeah, fight. and if you're Not really me. yeah, if you're really supporting Ukraine, why do you want all their young men to go into the meat grinder? I mean, they're hundreds of thousands dead already. Well, it was you who said to me off mic today, they're now going to conscript women to fight on the front line. Right. What does that tell you, Rudy? Yeah. And yet 
we're going to continue to fund this rather than sue for peace? Yeah. What the fuck has happened to our country? Yeah, it's and a lot of it's just a, a money loop. Is the fact is we're sending taxpayer dollars to pay for all this, and it's and the money is finding its way back into Democratic coffers through FTX. Correct. Um, nobody's talking about that connection, but they talk about it in the FTX case. Uh, not only that, but uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's parents were apparently grifting off the talk, taxpayer tit as well. I don't want to di- digress too much, but the money going to Ukraine, and, and we know this because the West insisted on having anti-corruption lawyers there to watch over all the money the West was sending, including the IMF. <laughs> and we and so what happens? Joe Biden gets rid of one of the anti-corruption uh, prosecutors because yeah. he's that's what I was. That's why I was laughing. Yeah, he's lo- <laughs> because he was looking into Barisma, where his son was on the board doing what? Correct. Well, taking a paycheck. Uh, it was a no-show job. Obviously, we know all this by now. Um, and if you want to touch on Hunter, did plead guilty, uh, not guilty today, to uh, the gun charge, which was le- which was fraud because it's lying, <laughs> lying on a document, the gun application that he wasn't using crack when it's readily proven that he was smoking crack at the time that he bought that firearm. So uh, that is indeed fraud. I don't don't know what's going to happen to him Um, or or Biden, and I don't really care. What we need to do, and I think Matt Gates is on the right track, is we need to block spending. Like I said, the linchpin is Ukraine because it's marching us toward, toward World War III, Everything that Biden said would end up in World War III was, we won't send tanks, that'll end up in World War III. We won't send jider, uh, uh, fighter jets, that's going to end up in World War III. We're not going to send long-range missiles, that's going to end us up in uh, that's going to end up in World War III. And we've done all those things. Um, right. So even under his own admission, we're headed towards World War III. And, we, and, and something I want to touch touch on. <clears throat> A little misnomer, most people don't know this, about the Abrams A1M1 tank. It is 40-year-old technology, number one. In its day, when Reagan commissioned its manufacture, it was superior to anything else in the world. That was four decades ago. We stopped manufacturing them 25 years ago. We now, every single... Uh, battle tank we own, the Abrams tank, it reaches a certain point, most people don't know this, it is a fact, every one of them comes offline. It gets sent to, I want to say it's Kansas, where we have a factory that disassembles it right down to the bare nuts and bolts and reassembles it after it goes through an acid bath, after the turbine engine is serviced, after the electronics are replaced, it is a brand new tank, but the shell is still a 40-year-old shell. Yeah. We don't build these tanks anymore. Yeah. And yet we sent how many? Two dozen yeah. to Ukraine to be blown to bits? Yeah. What are we going to do when we actually need them to defend our own homeland? Yeah. We're not going to have that. Yeah, that, that's true. And it's, it's not like uh, the Russians haven't been studying how to defeat um, our tanks. They've been preparing for a land battle for a hundred years, practically. So right. Well, they've been defending their homeland since Napoleon. Yeah. Actually, since go all the way back to I think George the Great, right? Yeah. So, I mean, medieval times. They have 
they are they and China one of the most invaded countries historically in the world. So I w- and so they know how to defend their country. Oh, you bet. So I want to um, tag this on to what we're talking about right now. CNN is reporting pro-Russian politician wins Slovakia's parliamentary election. So uh, their big thing is uh, they're not pro-Russian per se. They just don't want to contribute anymore uh, to uh, the Ukraine and the NATO military advance in Ukraine. So a quick comment on that, and then I want to move on to... Um, Merrick Garland and the fact that he's not uh, playing partisan politics with his charges against Trump. So what do you think about uh, Slovakia? There are a lot of right leaners. Uh, We talked about the guy in um, Argentina a little Mm -hmm. bit. And um, and now there's this guy. And of course, there's Orban in Hungary. And, you know, Marine Le Pen doesn't seem to be going away. And obviously, we um, the woman we have in Italy now too. There, there's mm-hmm. a lot of this going around in the, in the world, and I think it's just uh, common sense politics over uh, neoliberalism. Well, there's there's no question that's what it is, and and uh, with regard to Slovakia, um, look, this is not their backyard. This is their front yard. Okay, and just like. We here in America, nobody wants to go fight a war in in um, Eastern Europe, okay, including the Slovakians. Including and the Eastern Europeans. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. And um, the vast majority are of Slavic de- uh, descent. They speak, they speak the Slavic language or languages. There, there are different dialects. And they're saying, wait a second. We see the writing on the wall. We're not we're we're not on board with this. Yeah. And what I what I see this as is quite frankly, it's the beginning of the end of uh, Uncle Joe's depiction of a solid NATO organization. Oh yeah. And um it it, it couldn't come at a better time. It really couldn't come at a better time. Yeah. Somebody has to stand up to this feeble old man who is nothing more than a marionette and tell the people that are pulling his strings, not no, but hell no. Yeah, You're not going to do this to us. Yeah, and especially and it, especially Tucker Carlson just recently said that the Democrats might pull an all-out uh, war so they can engage the War Powers Act to try to keep uh, Biden in office. Well, I, I honestly believe that it's not, it is not a far-fetched um, consideration. Look, they only understand one thing, power. Yeah. And they don't like not being in power. They, they know what that feels like. They don't like it. They can't make their millions as, as, um, as legal I should say, let me rephrase that. They can't make their millions while in office legally through graft when they're not in power. And that kind of leads right back to sci-fi. Okay. And, And I said this to you this afternoon. It's not her husband's money. It's her estate money. Because what was his is hers. 
Well, I don't know. They now, said they said he was worth a billion dollars only a month ago, and now he's dead, and she's dead, but she's only worth seventy million. Doesn't make any sense. Well, supposedly it it was um, a second marriage for both, or at least for one of them, because there are stepchildren involved, uh-huh. and any time there are stepchildren and any type of an estate, there's going to be bickering. <laughs> That's to be given. And and so there's a fight right now going on between her daughter and her step uh, siblings and blah, 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 blah. But my point being is I don't know how long she was married to her husband. It doesn't matter. They had a community wealth of anywhere between a half to $2 billion. Yeah. Somehow or other, she's now being portrayed as being someone with just a paltry 50 to $70 million. Yeah. In the meantime, she had her own fucking pot, uh, private jet that she flew between San Fran and, and Washington, D.C., which, by the way, was at taxpayer expense. Yeah. That I'll guarantee you. As of, we paid for that. Here's a little uh, tidbit. Uh, as of 2018, Feinstein ranked as the second richest senator following Senator Mark Warner, another Democrat from Virginia. <laughs> there, there you go. Okay. And, and by the way, it's not just because of the majority right now. There were always more millionaires as well as whatever few billionaires there are in, in the United States Senate. They were always Democrats. Are there, are there multimillionaires that are Republicans? Republicans, yes, but they outnumbered us somewhere in the fa- somewhere between uh, five to three or seven to four, something in that type of ratio. Whether they were the majority or not, okay. How did they get there? This is the argument I've made on your show before. Mm-hmm. Didn't she, Harry Reid, never, never worked in the private sector? He went from law school he became a little uh one horse town uh um, litigator in searchlight nevada he managed to get himself elected to congress from congress he made it to senate and when he died several years ago he was worth somewhere between 17 and 20 million dollars how does that happen how does that happen when you've never held a position in private um enterprise yeah. Same thing can be said about Nancy Pelosi. Yes, I know Paul is a very astute businessman. I'm sure he is. But without insider but when you information. Look at how they account- yeah. Right, right. When you look at how the, the, the growth of their wealth has happened in the last 20 years. Well, what was she in the last 20 years? She was either the... the uh, minority leader or she was the speaker of the house Mm -hmm. until she stepped down last year when she lost the gavel. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how Paul made his money. Of course. And she could, right. And, 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 and it look a pox on both their houses. I'm only Mm -hmm. singling out Democrats. Republicans are just as dirty. And And that's the reason why the proletariat crowd like us is rising up. And that's why you have firebrands like Matt Gates up there in Pensacola. Yeah. You know what? We're tired of it. Yeah. You're getting, you're, you're, you're feathering your nests. You're getting 
richer and more powerful, and your friends are too, and we're the ones who are getting poorer and weaker and have less. Right. And we're and we've had you know as as in in the movie network, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. Exactly. This is the reason why. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, this is the reason why I've said over 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 these twelve months, people are getting the pitchforks and the torches ready. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and that's the golden goose is appropriations. Because as soon as you know how money is right. being appropriated, you get your bids on in those stocks right before it's announced publicly, and that's how you come out a winner. Uh, speaking of winners and losers, Merrick Garland in a sixty minutes interview denies charges against Donald Trump are linked to twenty twenty four campaign. So I don't know who's the winner and loser in this one, but it doesn't look like uh, Trump is. Well, he's faring pretty well, but uh, he's facing, what is it, 94 felony counts or something ridiculous in an election year. And he's the leading opposition candidate. Um, but there's nothing political or partisan going on here, Perry. What would make you think no, such a thing? No, of course not. Of course not. You know what it is? I mean, and, 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 it, it's just it's sour so grapes because he was passed over. He was never confirmed as, as uh, justice of the Supreme Court. And so he's uh, he's getting his his due. Payback is a bitch, I, he says. I I actually I don't think that is why he's. It's not sour grapes that he didn't get it. I honestly believe he's like the rest of them. He's dirty. He's corrupt, and he's power hungry. And the, his masters are even more so. And so he's going to do. They're bidding, right. and that's the reason why I don't know how this pseudo Jew can sit there on camera in a straight face, uh, straight face, and say that there's nothing, nothing going on here worth seeing. And, and if that were the case, uh, why is he covering up Biden's corruption? Yeah. And that's I'm not talking about in the White House. I'm talking about dating back to his days as vice president. Yeah. Let you know again, Burisma. Let's mention the word, uh, the name of the company, Burisma again. That happened while he was vice president. I'm not even talking about all the, the uh, secret documents, top secret documents and confidential documents. He never had a right to have in his possession, let alone in one of his five different homes right. in two different states. While, while, okay. while he was receiving money from foreign actors that were Correct. wires that were sent directly to his residence. Correct. Correct. And, and, and so we're not even touching on, on uh, Hunter's laptop from hell. Yeah. Okay. How the FBI under, I'm sure orders from the attorney general of the United States said to the people of the country, there's no there, there we are investigating. In the meantime, they had had the laptop and a hard, a separate hard drive for somewhere around 19 months when this story broke, yeah. they, they weren't interested in talking about it. We knew we learned this from the the guy who owned the Mac shop. Um, I think it was in Delaware. Yeah. I could be wrong, but Mar I think Maryland. it was the guy, maybe Maryland, one of the one of the two states. And and he said, I called the FBI. I knew what what was going on here because it was owned by Hunter yeah. Hunter Biden, and he he never claimed it. Yeah. And at a certain point, like anything else, even your dry cleaner, yeah. thirty days. You don't pay for it. You don't come pick it up. Well, yeah. guess what? We're donating it to to uh, 
to charity. Well, the FBI, same thing yeah, here with this guy. Yeah, the FBI took it and they put it in a crate and they put it right next to the Ark of the Covenant, like you saw in Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> in a big, in a big, in a big warehouse somewhere. Um, that, that's right. Yeah, and so we don't. The fact is, but wait a minute, I'm not done. Oh. I'm not done. If there's no, if there's no corruption, how come we haven't heard about anyone being brought up on on federal charges? regarding all the BLM riots right. in comparison to the riot that took place on January 6th, where last I heard, I don't know if it's still the case. Last I heard four months ago, there were still a half a dozen people rotting in the DC jail without charges being brought against them yep. by the United States federal government. Yep. Not to mention there was someone recently within the last two weeks that was picked up by the FBI simply right. for haranguing on on social media how the election of 2020 was a scam and how he supported Trump and how he agreed that people should should assemble in Washington, D.C. on J6 and let their voices be heard. Somehow or other, he ends up in jail in the, of the last couple of weeks. Uh, so. So how is all of this happening, uh, Merrick? And and yet you're telling me there's no there's no uh, two systems here, yeah. one for conservatives and one for liberals yeah. slash progressives. Yeah. How, how how can you say that with a straight face? Well, because because the majority, not the majority, but a great a number of of, the, of citizens of the public in the United States believe the same thing when the conservatives were talking about shadow banning and, you know, illegally blocking their content online, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody believed it was happening. So you don't think there's foul play there. There was obviously flat foul play with ex-FBI agents implanted in all the social media companies. What do you think was going on there? It's as bad as Ray, right. Ray and then you have Ray Epps on January Ray 6th. Epps. And now you right. have the lawfare against not just Trump, but anybody who's in, in Trump's orbit. This is bleak. Look at, Ray, look at, look at what is his name? Roy Eastman, yeah. his, his lawyer, yeah. is now being prosecuted yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out of control. And you put it all together in context, and there's no way that it's not partisan, especially, as you uh, smartly pointed out, that there was actually, actually no federal government involvement even in portland when you had a siege of a federal building there for two months correct and, and nothing and nothing was done about that so i i don't want to go on too long i want to move on to this wonderful socialist in the house of representatives jamal bowman <laughs> who was filmed pulling the fire alarm and the whole mainstream media comes to as a defense and he goes no 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 that's not what whoopee said at all no 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 whoopee whoopee said he was in a hurry to get out the door and he accidentally grabbed it. Oh. Now, I'm just going to I'm just just going to point something out to Whoopi. Now, I don't know what building codes are in Washington D.C., but I can tell you I remember where when I went to school, primary school in Connecticut, you had to reach upward and away from a doorway in order to grab, pull and release a fire alarm. Yeah, that was last time I checked, and in that and and in in the state of Florida, which I do know building code, 
That is exactly how fire alarms are installed. They are, they are in specific areas away from doorways, so you cannot misconstrue one thing for another. Or someone can, are, right, and so someone could come in the door really quickly and pull it and run out the door. Um, correct. The, they're trying to conflate this with what people know as the door handle fire alarms uh, that say if you go out this door, the alarm. You know what? But it wasn't. Yep. It, it wasn't one of those. It was on the wall next to it. And when the film came out of him reaching to the wall to pull the fire alarm, their their whole idea went out the window. Well, I wonder how long that's going to be up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think uh, one media got it, and uh, the only thing that's out now is the still showing him reach for the wall to uh, open the door because he was late for the vote. Um, and the thing was, it's just like everything else, like them trying to get Trump off the ballot in states while the attorney general is prosecuting him, tell me that's not a concerted effort to defeat Trump. And it's just like here, right. at the same time that Bowman pulls the fire alarm, the Democrats were there asking for an adjournment. So it, right. there was a concerted effort to delay the vote. Um, and this was just part of it. It's very uh, sophomore-ish, um, to say the least, uh, pulling a fire alarm. Well, um, but let's, let's talk about- But if they, weren't, if they weren't trying to delay the vote, then you might have uh, uh, an excuse. But if the Democrats Here, are trying to delay the vote and a Democrat pulls the fire alarm, come on. Here's, here, here's what I want to see happen to this motherfucker. I don't care who the next Republican Speaker of the House is. I don't care if they put McCarthy and after spanking his hand. Just I want you to get a by grabbing the sergeant at arms have this motherfucker arrested, prosecute him. But before you prosecute him, let that motherfucker sit and rot in the same jail cell as some of the J6 protesters. Yeah. Let's see how brave and, uh, this this motherfucker is yeah. when he has to deal with a couple of these people who have yeah. been locked up for two and a half years. Well, That's what I want to see happen to him. He is not, according to Merrick Garland, no one's above the law. Yeah. Well, then let's treat this guy because you know what? When you pull a fire alarm and you cause a ruckus like that, it is punishable through prosecution. Oh, absolutely. That you're dealing with public safety. When you do that, it's no different than yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. You go to jail. Now, once you get to jail, a judge can let you out. But I want that motherfucker in jail. I see. Because if it were you or me pulling that damn fire alarm, you know where the hell we would be right yeah, now. In jail. I say he's, so, right. he's such a socialist. We Without should, charges brought. We should we should give him the socialist <laughs> treatment and send him to a gulag, maybe in Siberia or somewhere, and um, give him the uh, gulag archipelago treatment. Um, <laughs> then, then maybe he wouldn't love socialism so much or that brand of actual Stalinism. Um, that he probably reveres. Um, yeah, the guy should go to jail. This is, again, I just wanted to put uh, uh, a cherry on top here because you have Merrick, <laughs> Merrick Garland saying there's no two-tier justice system, yet here you're going to have a congressman um, pulling a fire alarm, um, which is actually disrupting a congressional proceeding, which is exactly what the J6ers did, apparently, and that's their oh, big yeah, crime. Oh, yeah, but, but that's not an insurrection. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. No, it is a two-tiered justice system. We see that, but like I said, uh, continuously, it's oh. all it's to the subjective mind. It's all what you believe. So what By is the it, way, what does it matter if it's objectively it's a two-tiered justice system? That's right. If you subjectively right. believe that it isn't, because it's your guys that are. That's right. And, and by by the way, as, as as a passing note, I wanted to look up what the. Um, Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines as an insurrection. And one of the, one, of course, everybody, whether it was Merriam-Webster, Daniel, um, there, there were a couple of other, um, Google now has their own dictionary for whatever that's worth trusting. But I came across Encyclopedia Britannica, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll get the straight shot there. They changed the definition and mm. were bold enough to mention it five days ago yeah yeah no because they changed it in webster's too it's a, an act or instance of revolting against civil authority yep. or established uh, government um but it that wasn't always and i talked about this recently i had the definition of it wasn't always out uh wasn't always out there britannica has it um if i could just read the definition here um also known as a putsch rebellion or revolt um, but it wasn't listed as it was in, in Marion Webster's, an organized and usually violent act of revolt or rebellion against an, a, an established government or governing authority, a nation, a state, or a political entity. But even the FBI said it wasn't an insurrection because there wasn't, the, the objective was not to overthrow the government. Um, it was a protest is what it was. You could say it was a revolt. You could even say, it was rebellious, but was it a real rebellion? Were, were they really trying to overthrow the government? No, they were expressing, um, they were expressing, the rioters were expressing their distaste for the election results. And not only that, it was mostly that the fact that nobody was seriously looking into the election results that seemed flawed to many. Correct. So correct. So I don't know if you got anything else to add. I want to see where we're at in time. We're doing uh, okay. I think we're at forty minutes now. Well, that's, I, I think I think to keep everybody happy, let's <laughs> uh, let's let's stop it here because you and I could go for another three hours if we wanted to. Easy, easy. Um, that wouldn't be a problem whatsoever because, like I said, the linchpin here with the whole McCarthy thing is the Ukraine war, the war against Russia. And I think that's also the linchpin with Trump. The fact that Trump doesn't want to enter in foreign wars was always one of the reasons the establishment hated him so much. Um, he also wanted to close the border, which um, they didn't like either because that was one of their other plans is to start a war with Russia and to let 10 million immigrants in. Um, so those are the two major things, uh, plus that he spoke very frankly on what the problem with the country was, and he aimed to fix it, and they didn't like that either. So uh, we can well, only... Go ahead. Yep. I was going to say, imagine what would happen to all these invaders, illegal aliens, if all of a sudden the spigot of cash were turned off, and that's something that will happen with a shutdown. Yeah. If there's no magnet drawing these people, these to take a line off 
of the Statue of Liberty based unwashed masses. If there is no promise of money waiting for them, because think about this, Rudy, we have somewhere between three and six million unfilled positions, full-time positions right now in this country. I don't know how that could be except for paying people to not work. And I still don't understand how that could be happening, yeah. but it is. There are lot, lot, lots of those jobs are low wage, but. But that's my point. Okay. We have all of these unfilled positions yet since Biden became president of the United States, somewhere in the neighborhood of six to 10 million people have invaded the country with no prospects for employment, no prospects for housing. Where are they? Oh, that's right. The American taxpayer is paying to put them up in hotels yeah. like the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. So if there is no money to pay for their housing, where are they going to go? Yeah. Who's going to pay for their food? Yeah. Well, it's And this is the problem with having the open border that the Democrats for 20 years have argued doesn't exist. And now that we've proven it does, thanks to uh, Donaldus Magnus, with, with the beginning construction of a real border wall, now they're saying a they're singing a different tune. Yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, these morons like Adams up in New York City are crying the blues. I don't have the money to pay for all this. Yeah. Well, you Millions. called yourself a sanctuary city. Yeah. You know, you think Eagle Pass, Texas, mm. should have to deal with your your uh, mess, what you created? So with Trump doing all of this in the four years he was in office, with no help from the Republican Party, mind you. Mind you, yeah. Okay. We have managed to show the Democrats for the traitors they are. Yep. And so now they're trying to sing a different tune. Now it's, well, we have to help them. No, we don't. Yep. Show me where in the Constitution it says, I, as an American citizen, are responsible for the welfare of people who invade my country. Yeah. It does. I guarantee you it doesn't happen in China. Nope. It sure as hell doesn't happen in Russia. Nope. And we know, thanks to Orban, it doesn't happen doesn't, in Hungary. It doesn't happen okay? in Hungary, <laughs> Well, you know, they didn't have academics like uh, Cloward and Piven, so... Um, they're not trying to undo their financial strength and their economy by weighing the economy down with uh, needy mouths to feed and, and right. people to be sheltered and, and what have you. And, and, and by the way, Frances Piven had her lunch taken from her <laughs> by, by Thomas Sowell. I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, I don't know if you've, it's, it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, and like he cleaned that. her clock. Yeah, I like to he, see that. He cleaned her clock. She was so angry, you could see she was she was shaking. She was so upset. Yeah, and um, and, and and the point the point about Cloward and Piven since she went there, this is all ties in with Alinsky. Yep. Over overpower the system to bring it down from within. Yeah, that's what all of this is about. And that is the reason why they want all these people to invade our country, including the the drug kingpins from the cartels, yeah. as well as terrorists that we've apprehended from from the Middle East. These are people that were on the no fly zone, yeah. and and those are just the ones we found yeah. and have no, been no able to to right. Yeah. So, 
all of this is being done for a reason. Yeah. And it is to destroy our country as we know it. Yeah, just as a note, um, Mark Levin, uh, I think it was last week, had uh, Thomas Sowell on, who is not known for giving interviews, so that was very interesting to see. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to have to go back. I, I do still record that show, but I haven't I haven't watched Mark in months. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch it because Thomas Sowell is one of my heroes. Yeah, he, he was a, he's a great thinker and engineer. Um, all right, I appreciate it, uh, Perry, uh, for joining me once again. There was a lot to talk about, and there's going to be much more to talk about next week as well when we see how the Speaker of the House race pans out. Um, I wonder who they're going to throw up there. For Speaker, it's going to be very interesting. I don't think it's going to lead to chaos. I just think uh, it's something that... Uh, we need to do is stop funding Ukraine for sure. It, it, it is definitely going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. Looking forward to it. And you know what? The next Republican debate, we're going to have to figure out a way to have a conference call on that. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. Uh, it's going to be another circus uh, and a laugh riot. So uh, we'll check it out. Um, all right, Perry, appreciate you talking to me. And uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds like a plan. All right, Rudy, have a great night and uh, enjoy the morning sun tomorrow yeah we'll do man take care bye-bye now bye there we go episode 55 can't believe we've done 55 episodes of tuesdays with perry um that's it for us for this week uh, join us next week hopefully for episode 56 of tuesdays with perry and see me tomorrow on my daily podcast uh, rudy's revelation peace out <laughs>